Welcome. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. Here we are in episode number 36. We have everybody here with Danny Oakstead. Yay. And Jackie Boggle. What's up? And I am Matt. I don't know if I said that, but I'm saying it now. You did not. I did not. Thank I you got, for clarifying. I got thrown off there. Otherwise, people oh. would have been like, who's this third person? He you, never announced himself. You're forgetting someone. Oh, oh, we have the pod pup here with us. Murphy. Ooh. He's chilling pod on his blanket. Back. Yeah, he had a long day of daycare. Oh. He's still tired. He played Aww. his little puppy hearts out. Tired pup. Tired pod pup. So if you hear some thumping in the background, that means he got happy and his tail's hitting everything. <laughs> yep. But let's break down how this episode's going to go. As always, we're going to talk about some event results and then dive into... Oh, is this, is this a BNR update? <gasps> there is one in the future. Oh, so we got that. And then we move to the news. And then from the news, we go to the finance section. And closing off with deck of the week as usual. So if we're going to talk about event results, we'll talk about the big one. Magic Fest Online Season Finals was just had, and the winner that took it all down was Jason Flurient. Flurient. Jason Flurient using Teamer Clover. And the thing with this, there is no companion at all with this deck. What? Yeah, no. Keeping a trusty Teamer Clover, man. You just start beating wholesale ass with Beanstalk Giants and uh, Fae of Wishes. Then, of course, you know, Lucky Clover. Well, yeah. But tried and true deck, took it down, beat out a couple cycling decks, beat out a Yorion deck. Ooh. Yeah. So congratulations, Jason Florent, on being the Season 2 Finals winner. Now, with some more news on CFB, CFB announced that they're going to be announcing news in the future next week or two on how tournament structures are going to be going on for CFB. Like if Magic Fest Online is going to, uh, the, they didn't specifically say what's going to happen, but it's speculated that Magic Fest is just going to get like rebranded and uh, for online. So, I mean, it's, it's going to continue. Probably we'll keep our ears to the ground and inform you all. Now we got some. Banned and restricted announcements? <gasps> yes, we what? do. What? Well, it's a banned restricted announcement about a banned and restricted announcement. An announcement on an announcement? Yes. Wizard, oh, stick into it. So this is an article in reference to Star City Games by Cedric Phillips. Wizards of the Coast recently announced that there will be a banned and restricted update on Monday, May 18th. This is what Magic the Gathering's post read. One week from today on 518 will be the next banned and restricted update impacting the vintage, legacy, and brawl formats. MTGO leagues 
for these formats will end at that time will be restarted with the updates. End quote. Much like a similar update or a similar announcement made by Wizard of the Coast on April 7th, what this band restrict update will be about, once again, much clearer than previous announcements. Changes to Vintage Legacy and Brawl are likely on the horizon. Yeah. This is what you get for reading companions. word for word. <laughs> okay, everybody, on the count of three, let's all say what we think is going to get banned. One, two, three. Bargo. Luris. Luris. <laughs> God damn it, Danny. <laughs> Jace. Oko. I think you're no. a little delayed on that one. <laughs> no, no. It says Vintage and Legacy. He is not banned in Vintage and Legacy. So, Fair. Th- wait, is he is he banned in Brawl? He is banned in Brawl, but he's not in Vintage or Legacy yet. So, oh, wait, no. <sighs> Even if he got banned in Vintage and Legacy, he wouldn't be banned in EDH, so he still wouldn't be the first card to be banned in all formats. Correct. Damn, I wonder, it's, it's is there of, even a card that's been banned in all formats? Black Lotus. No, Black Lotus is restricted in Vintage. It's not banned. Yep. Well, well, the one thing is, like, nothing will ever be banned in Vintage because Vintage just has a restricted list. You can't have a playset. You can only have one of. That's why you got, like, Mental Misstep, and then you got uh, Black Lotus, and the Moxin. They're all restricted. All the alphas and betas. Indeed. Yeah. Oko is not that good in Commander. Just due to the fact that it's too many yeah. answers for him. There's three turns to deal with Oko before Oko can do its thing again. Yep. Yep, and there's so many answers available. Exactly. So let's just jump into the news. As always, we bring you the blog tug of the week because we don't have any emails. Hey, on top of that one. We're doing a live check. Nothing yet. Nice. He's actually checking, folks. Though we do have some promotion emails, but we won't bore <gasps> you with that. <laughs> oh, no, we won't. <laughs> jump into the blog tug of the week. This week, it is coming from Dementia55372, asked, Has Vivian replaced Garrick as Green's main planeswalker? Her latest card is extremely similar to Garrick's mechanically, and as of Eldran, he is no longer green-black. Does Garrick still have a place in the game? Mark replies, they are both currently mono green planeswalkers. <laughs> it's like the worst answer to give. <laughs> yes, the obvious has been stated, Maro. Thank you. But is that him saying, okay, well, he's no longer green black? Doesn't mean he's getting reprinted in the next set. Well, let's see. Yeah, because in Throne, he was green black. Yep, because he was cursed. And then in uh, Core uh, 15, he was green-black. In Innistrad, he was green-black. And then before that is when he was green. Yeah, so like the last three printings of him have been green-black. So maybe. Well, it's because he was cursed by the chain veil. Right. And I think the curse so, got broke. Did it? Ah, man. You see... Because I know... He was still cursed by the chain veil, and then Oko put him under his mind spell. Well, let's just dive into Lore, cor- lore Corner here with JB, as he tells us. <laughs> That's all I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oko made him his lab dog. That's all I know. Right. 
That is about all I know as well. What oh, if, come on, you've been around this game longer than I have. You should know more. What if what if what if Elspeth frees him of this curse with a spear? Is this all going down in Core Twenty One? Well, if it's going down in Core Twenty One, Teferi's removing the curse. Not Elspeth then. Exactly. <laughs> Teferi. But would that he? Guy. Sounds like Remover he, of curses. It sounds like he would just put him under a new curse. Nah, Teferi's what, not an asshole. What's Teferi going to do? Bounce it? <laughs> Bounce the curse? Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? Very meta. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. I think everyone does. Even the, pl- even the players who play him hate him. No, don't fool yourself. They love him. Anyway, Matt, what's next? Going to knock out some stuff here real quick. A lot of new magic content has been coming uh, coming down the pipeline from Wizards. First off, Gavin Verhey has started a YouTube channel. And he also has a TikTok as well. His YouTube channel, though, is where he... It's uh, Good, Man- uh, Good Morning Magic, where on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, he talks about different topics on magic uh, like how a set was formed kind of a thing it's it's like bite-sized drive to work from gavin verhey's perspective it's super cool very entertaining and you can tell that gavin verhey loves to do this because he was doing it uh leading up to Aquaria with good more uh good morning magic and from there is just enough positive feedback it's like well, let's make a whole whole youtube channel about it and not only is gavin verhey making uh making new content but also uh wizards also has esport news esports events going on pretty much every day they have five new shows first off they have magic minute which is a daily bite-sized recaps of all things competitive magic on instagram they have the rogue refinery which deep dives into weird and unique decks with the Faithless Brewing Crew. They have the Advantage Bar, lively debates on magic metagame featuring rotating experts, outside notes, quick hitting tips and tricks on a Coria draft, and more. And then the Profiles, which conversations with MPL members and other personalities. They all have their own uh, YouTube channel where you can... Oh, no, it's all on the same Magic YouTube channel, but they're all uh, coming out at different times. Um, I know the Advantage Bar comes out on Friday. Outside Notes, I think, is Tuesday. The Magic Minute on Instagram, that comes out daily on Instagram. I'm not an Instagrammer, so I have not seen that. But I, but they also come out on... Uh, the videos are also posted up on Twitter for that one. But yeah, there's more more contact, content that Wizards is putting out that you know that you know, we need some of this stuff. And who doesn't love more content? Very true. And since we're talking about Wizards, let's talk about their announcement on some summer organized play events happening this summer. Uh, they didn't come out with full detail, but on Weekly MTG, Wizards says they will unveil how this summer's organized play events will work in the next two weeks. And that's pretty much it. There's nothing else that was on there. I don't know if you guys listened to uh weekly mtg no well more information will be coming out and we will give it to you 
You mean we might actually get to play some magic in paper? <sighs> Don't hold your breath, JB. I know. I w- hey, that guy can hold, can he? Let's give a let's give a quick update on our feelings on Magic Fest Minneapolis. I'm sitting at a, a 95.5 right now. Yeah, I I'll mean, be off. Be so I'm down to go. I, <laughs> I would love to be able to go, but uh, I guarantee you, it's going to get shut down. Right. Well, we should stupid make stupid COVID. Well, then we should make a trip to uh, Rochester as this weekend MTG and deliver some cards. Ooh, there we go. I got What's all those right there. <laughs> What's in Rochester? The one and the only Magic Kids. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jamie, you want to tell? You want to tell them? <laughs> want to tell them about Magic Kids then? No. <laughs> Another big quickie. Acoria is releasing this Friday. What? For the no USA. way. Yeah, for the USA. Uh, USA, Europe, U- yeah, Europe, uh, Canada. I think Australia is also getting it. The only ones that got it a month ago were the Asia Pacific region. So you're missing South America. South America is coming today, or this Friday too. Then, yep. Okay, <laughs> I was at it. And with things coming out, how about we talk about the historic full announcement? Their full Ooh. set reveal. Yeah. That looks like a good set. I might have to buy this one. Ooh. This, yeah, this might actually get me into historic, maybe. But man, then I got to buy the first two anthologies as well. You don't have to. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to. You can just craft them. Oh, yeah, true. You could just craft them. You learn every day. So, yep, yep. Danny, JP. Which ones are your favorites so far? Not in historic would be Mirari's Wake. That's in historic. Yep. It's part of the historic analogy three. Um, It's a great card in Commander. Um, I just don't know if it's really going to work with historic. Because that is a turn five play. So turn six you can do things. But I don't know what it being competitive in ranked historic. But that's just my point, my 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 view. But Rise Wake with Ulamog, the ce- uh. ceaseless hunger. <laughs> so you could have Ulamog or Ulamog out turn six instead of turn ten. Like it should be. Like we need to cheat Eldrazi out any more than they already do. <laughs> Same. Maybe that's what I should do. Make a no, green white deck with artifacts. Cause, or should I go green white black and then have Frixian Obliterator. Obliterator. Obliterator with it. Uh, no, I don't know, man. Like that's going to be too mana hungry. It's black, black, black. 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 <laughs> it's four it's black. A, it's a lot of black pips if you're going to be out. black. That is a Bro, lot like, of black pips. It only takes two black. I guess. I don't know. If you're looking for a Mirari's Wake deck, though, Danny, Hipsters of the Coast, they posted one on uh, on their website about 
Murari's uh, Wake. The deck is directly inspired by Daniel Zink's tournament winning deck from 2003 Worlds. We'll post that in the a little bonus deck of the week right there for y'all. We'll post that in the description down below. So, JB, what cards are you excited about from this historic set? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Some of them, I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you sound completely defeated. Like, you don't give a care. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many that are really in my alley here. In your boggle was, house? Yep, I was a little disappointed. What? Although I'd have to say just for kind of coolness factors, the whole um, the shrine cycle. Shrine cycle is pretty sweet. Yup. Honestly, I would have thought that you were uh, going to talk about Ratchet Bomb. I thought I thought Boggles I love Ratchet Bomb. I thought about it with my <laughs> major hate of any sort of, yeah. you know, engineered explosives type ordeal shit. Um, but then I thought against it because I'm like, no, I don't need to give people ideas. <laughs> or a Chroma's m- Memorial. Ooh. Yeah, Powerful. I thought about it, but it's so expensive. It is, but it's a game winner with Boggles. That's definitely well. It's a late. Oh game. God, it's Boggles never game. has that much land out, man. Yeah, if you're casting this in Boggles, you're losing. <laughs> yeah, you got problems. If you, if you have seven land out in Boggles, you're you're playing the deck wrong. Oh yeah, but your opponent was... is sucking too because <laughs> they ain't thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late game. Yeah. I'm not saying it's your only win con. This could be uh, EDH boggles with the bog bound. Oh, the oh, slippery bog bounder. There we go. Slippery bog bounder. Like, well, I have to get my pre con first. And pre cons are also available this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> because, truth be told, it is in that Abzan pre con. And, and you were looking at that Abzan pre con. Mm-hmm. That's like the only one I'd want to buy. Well, a couple cards from the historic anthology set I'm excited for. Swan Song. I love me a good counter. Even one man counter. Have it. <laughs> you don't need more. Don't fool yourself. Nah, one man counter. I need it. I need it. <laughs> and another one I'm really excited for is Body Double, which is blue four zero zero shapeshifter. You may have it enter the battlefield as a copy of a creature in a graveyard. Nice. Ooh. Though I'm not a fan of the the art that they chose, I would rather have had the art. I think it was originally printed in Lorwyn. It's like this whole like tree coming out of the ground. Instead of this, but but, but this one beggars can't be choosers. But this art <laughs> is a throw on uh, Game of Thrones. Is it? Is it? Person of a Thousand Faces. That, I've, I've I've never watched Game of Thrones. Oh I've watched a, I've watched a couple episodes with my wife, but that's about it. I uh, you got. I don't know the story. Are you sure? You've because get this into it. is this new art for it though, or is it an art that's already been printed? I have no idea. It could be originally printed, but mm-hmm. it's one, so then Game one, of Thrones could have gotten its uh, one no Game idea of Thrones from this was card written years ago. This card could have been printed years ago. I don't want this figure that out. But yeah, um so Arya. 
from Game of Thrones. That's the little ninja girl, right? Yes. Yes, and she's the badass one. Yeah, uh, spoilers if anybody hasn't watched the end of it, but she's the one that killed the Ice King, right? Like, just popped yep. out of nowhere. Just... Yep. Okay. I did see that part because it looked intense. Wow. You just skipped all of it. You just skipped <laughs> yeah. to the end. Yes. I'm really good at that. <laughs> Gravy train. Yes. So let's talk about some very uplifting kind of news. Uh, Ultra Pro posted an article on their website where they talking about shifting our focus to PPE. I picked this one because I don't know. I, I really like the fact that you know these sleeve the sleeve company is moving to make equipment to help during this time of COVID for people that need it. So the article says, as some of you may have noticed, Ultra Pro has been a little more quiet than usual here on so- on social media. That's because our focus has shifted to aiding the local and international healthcare community. Instead of just sleeving up cards, we've been sending our larger sleeves to encase and protect medical equipment. Instead of making pages and binders, we're creating face shields for medical PPE. Ultra Pro is so proud of our design and production team, they have worked tirelessly for local hospitals to develop and design face shields. We can now announce we, to date, have donated over 10,000 units of PPE of PPE across the US and UK. If you know of healthcare facilities in need of face shields or protective sleeving for tablets and other electronics, please reach out to us at cs@ultrapro.com or simply use the help feature at the bottom of this page. Holy man, Ultra Pro. Round of applause to you guys for being real badass motherfuckers. So I think that we're going to leave uh, leave the news on that close it out on a happy note as such and from there we are taken to the finance section bum 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 cha-ching as always our weekly finance section we go off of mtgstocks.com they are an amazing finance site for all magic the gathering cards they have a nice plotted out graph of the fluctuations of whatever card you want to search, <clears throat> showing its spikes, its decreases. It also has information on its all-time high, all-time low, gives you all the prices on all the different printings of the card, including uh, specials and stuff, uh, special printings like F&M promos, etc. They are a really good site. But another thing that's really cool about them is that they come out every Friday with a weekly winners article. And they talk about three to five cards of of significant increase or importance that's happened in the last week. But this is actually a little different of an article because uh, before, before they get to the weekly winners, they talk about the state of the market. Uh, just to kind of like cover that real quick, uh, he just wanted to talk. Uh, the art, the Peter, who is the author of this article, wanted to give updates on what's happening on prices of magic cards weeks because of this global lockdown. And he gives a couple 
He gives a couple summaries in between there uh, before he jumps to the weekly winners. I really do recommend you guys read this week's uh, weekly winner just for that, talking about prices and how the stimulus checks have been actually affecting prices in a, in a way. Oh, I know. I've 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 spent a few few dollars on cards over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> I think that's a lie. A few dollars. A few. Yeah, you damn whale. Hey, <laughs> just because I spent four hundred dollars on fifteen cards to get one card. Yes. Let's be realistic. So you spent $450 on hey, one card because hey. the other 14 you are never going to use. I'll use a soul ring every day. Okay, so the other 13 cards. <laughs> oh, they're, they can be thrown in everything. They're artifacts. More like the binder and they never go anywhere. Hey, you know what? Just because <laughs> now I have a foil mox uh, diamond, don't need to be yeah, jealous. You, you whale. So the First one on the weekly winners is Final Fortune, which is a red instant from 6th edition that has jumped up 154%, now chilling at $5.50. But as of today, it is still $5.50, though the market price is just under 2 bucks for the thing. And with this, it was... It just has all signs of being totally bought out. <laughs> Before we get any further, let's say what Final Fortune does. Yes, uh, please. Final yes, read the, read the speculative card. It is red, red, instant. Take another turn after this one. At the end of that turn, you lose the game. Holy shit. So red can take extra turns, well, not just blue. Red has a couple other cards. There's one from... Our, not Hour of Devastation, uh, Amonkhet, uh, Chance of Glory. It's red to instant speed, take an extra turn, you lose the game after this, and you exile the spell or something like that. Holy crap. I thought that was just Blue's wheelhouse. Nope. And then there's, I think Black also has another spell like that. Not 100% positive. Well, uh, Eldrazi does. Eldrazi. One of the... Yeah, one of the big spaghetti monsters has that where you get to take an extra turn. Yeah, but you don't lose the game at the end of that. No, but you get to take an extra turn. And you get to take that. And there's another one where you get to take that other player's turn for him. Yeah, that's ever cool on both of those. Yeah, because who doesn't love that shit? I'm guessing you don't. No, I don't. I don't like the flying spaghetti monster. Called it. But now you're Mr. Moneybags and you're so close to getting your own guy's cradle. No, I don't want guy's cradle. Don't? Yeah, you do. Just think of all the mana you make with the saplings. Yeah, dude. But holy they're all shit. green. Yeah, but you could dump that into 90, something like a finale of devastation. Ninety percent of everything you cast in your deck is green. No. What do you got that's like mono mono color in there? That's not mono green. Avison. Touche. <laughs> so you put some filter lands. You get yourself an Arkham Astrolabe. Oh, no, you can't do that. Yep. You need... He could. You can run Snowlands. Well, no, but Guy's Cradle doesn't produce snow. No, but you already have the Astrolabe out. Astrolabe filters mana. Peace. Of snow. No. Don't you One need snow? of any. Oh, never mind then. So, yeah, use your Guy's Cradle to make that white then. Yep. 
Or you just put some filter lands in too in your too. deck. Come on, you whale, just do it. <laughs> I've I've He's other cards I have to get before I get this card. But anyway. It's so cheap. <laughs> anyway. Coming in number two, we have Gaia's Cradle. Currently at a twelve point three one percent increase. It is now sitting at four hundred and forty nine dollars and twenty three cents. Guys, Cradle is a legendary land. Tap, add green to your mana pool for each creature you control. So, Matt, then why don't you tell them what the card is currently at today? Average price is $502, though the market price is just under $350. So, uh, market's a little slower to catch up to the average price, but you're able to... People are buying them at the 500 mark. Yes, but you Danny can pick them up for earlier. just under $400 on Card Kingdom or TCG Player currently. So, JB, what's the next one? The next one, number three, we have Sylvan Library sitting at $69.97. It's got a 74.97% increase. So, Sylvan Library is one in a green enchantment. At the beginning of your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do, choose two cards in your hand drawn this turn. For each of those cards, pay four life or put the card on top of your library. And this is the 5th edition printing. Which I was just talking about this card earlier this week because it saw a pretty big spike before this. It topped out at what? Just under 250 bucks, Which is insane. A very bizarre spike indeed. But it has to do with what's mentioned in the article earlier up here talking about uh, gold cards, quote-unquote, is what Peter calls them. And really to do with uh, the supply and demand of they're actually being harder to have these older cards moving in circulation, like the big stores to, to get their hands on these to be able to sell out. Like the big stores are selling all these cards, but they're not getting the same amount of cards back in. So they got to raise the price to try mm-hmm. and like slow it down. Uh, Peter goes into that above. Please really do check this out. It's a good read. And also in this article, he gives us a bonus two more. That he did. The next card is Mystical Tutor, which has seen a 73% increase, now sitting at $22.50. Mystical Tutor is a blue instant. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card, reveal that card, shuffle your library, then put that card on top. This card is in the same ballpark of the reasoning for that. Big stores aren't able, big card markets aren't able to bring, get these in as frequently, but people are buying them like mad. And this is a really solid blue card for any EDH deck. Last but not least, coming in at number five, we have Tropical Island. With an increase of 17.45%, is now sitting at $350. Tap, add uh, forest or island to your pool. The original dual lands. Mm-hmm. They're moving up in price. Yeah. Reserve list you cards. You think we'll uh, think we'll ever get any sort of land that's close to this ever again? No, probably not. Even with all the power creep that's been happening, 
Yeah. Because the the reason I think the reason why there's such a power creep in creatures and everything else is due to the fact that it takes so much more time to get to those powers that people can have a response to it. Rather than when oh hey, I got dual lands. Okay, well rather than waiting for that one card or that one land that's the certain color gives the opponent time to either build up to counter attack or counter strike or to get the answer for that card. Yeah, the closest thing that they're ever going to do to a power level like this is definitely the shock lands. You know, the downside of taking two damage to make it enter untapped. Mm -hmm. Because even with the triomes, you know, they give you three different uh, types and it's fetchable with the triomes. Enters tapped. There's no way to have it enter untapped. Yeah, and then if Wizards ever try to print anything comparable to the dual original dual lands, like they're going to be in a whole legal trouble because they're on the reserve list, and there's uh, a contractual obligation that Wizards is under to not do something like that. Yeah, yeah, because that that would that would infuriate all the OG Magic players and all the collectors that. Puts oh yeah, oh, for money. sure. It's like Tropical sure. Island, three hundred fifty bucks for one. Yeah, that's that's fourteen hundred dollars for a playset. Like that's big money, at least to you know scrub like me. Yeah, probably not so much to a whale. Shut game. up. <laughs> <laughs> Just because my commander deck is thirty four hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Fucking Good lord, that's a legacy deck, dude. Mind you, this deck is going to take me 20 years to complete. And it's not that far away. Oh. So you get to play it once before you die. <laughs> complete, maybe. <laughs> On your death. I, th I think the lands alone are like $2,500. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. What, do you have some of these dual lands in there? Uh, I think so. Yeah, there was one that was $650. Woof. That's ridiculous. I have it on Archidec. But yeah, it's $3,500. Who hurt you? Oh, never <laughs> mind. Matt, it's $3,900. Seriously, who hurt you? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the cheap pickups. Where, you know, us normal people buy our cards. <laughs> First up, we have Ashiok Nightmare Muse. Sitting at $6.75, record low, bottoming out. Yeah, because no one likes Ashiok. I'm totally thinking about picking some up. You can find them on TCG Player for 4 bucks. Ooh, there you go. Look at that. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, so next up, we have Rankle, Master of Pranks. Sitting at $5.56, record low and going down slowly. So yeah, pick them up. Dirty card. Very dirty. What's next, Jamie? All right, so last but not least, we have Thalia, Guardian of Thraben, sitting at $5.18, record low and going down hard, which Giggity. sucks because I bought these cards for about $9 a piece. Pity me. <laughs> and this is, uh, this is the little Thalia, the one in a white for a legendary human soldier. First strike, non-creature spells cost one more to cast. Pretty solid card. The very classic D&T, Death and Taxes card. You darn tootin'. That closes out our finance section. 
As always, any car that was talked about or any car that you're looking or wanting to get at a cheaper price, go check out TCG Sniper as a way to get them at that low price. Don't worry, Danny will never be on there because he is looking for the cards maxed out. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I had I had Mox Diamond on there for under $200, knowing that it'll never go under $200. And then he goes and buys And then I just buy this because I saw it. <laughs> TCG sniper. He's all worried about the price, and he spends four fifty on a mox. Jeez, this no, guy. I spent four hundred dollars <laughs> on fifteen cards. Let's, let's get correct here. Also, this For mox diamond is foil. It's one of the reasons why it's like, hey, I'm just gonna go. I had the money, I just bought it. Jeez, you could have gotten two mox diamonds for that price, but I wouldn't have had the fourteen other cards. That you're never going to play. No, I will. <laughs> because they'll sit in the box. Because they'll be purdied. And then I'll <laughs> sell them in 20 years for triple the cost. No, you'll sell them in 20 years for $5 because the economy's going to crash. And people are going to be eating cardboard for fiber. <laughs> well, this cardboard's going to cost them an arm and a leg. <laughs> Literally. They'll have to cut it off and hand it to you. Exactly. You heard it here, folks. First, folks, the uh, apocalypse currency is going to be body parts and cardboard. Not, not, uh, was it bottle caps? <laughs> nope, not bottle caps. That's a Fallout reference, right? Yes. Okay. Nuka Cola tastes like shit. I've never played Fallout. <gasps> we can't be friends. You'd Dan- like, you'd like it, Danny. Have you played Fallout? Fallout? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Damn it. Fall four. Uh, yep. Yep. Follow three and New Vegas, baby. Good shit. Maybe when I get a chance. It's fun, man. Let's try it. Let's move to deck of the week. Okay. So here we have a Sapperling Swarm Pioneer deck. So we got a basic land package here. You got four Blooming Marsh. You got your fast lands, your basic force, four land of war wastes. Who doesn't love the pain land? Then you got your four shock lands is your overgrown tomb. And it looks like they're running nine basic swamps. So that covers your basic land package there. Pretty standard. And they're running a companion. A good they companion, got, though. Yep. Umori the Collector. This seems like what a companion should be, a companion clause should be about. Exactly. So for those who don't know, for the companion clause for Umori the Collector, each non land card in your starting deck shares a card type. And in this instance, this deck, they all share a creature. They're all creatures. And as it enters, you choose a card type. And spells you cast as a chosen type cost one generic less to cast. And it's a four drop. So that's the companion. And they're running four Bantu the Glorified. And lamp four Lampet of Death's Vigil. Four Thalid Soothsayers. And it looks like that's their sacrifice outlet package. And all of them, looks like you have to pay mana for sacrificing. So there's a little bit of a hiccup there. But it's got potential. So then, we got our four slime foot the stowaways. So that's what's creating your sapperlings. You can sink mana into it, create a bunch of sapperlings. And then it's got claws where whenever a sapperling you control dies, slime foot deals one damage to each opponent, you gain one life, so it drains an opponent. And then they got tender shoot dryads, got two of them which at the beginning of each upkeep, 
you create a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. It's not only yours, but your opponent's upkeep. And as long as you have the city's blessing with Ascend, sapperlings get a plus 2, plus 2. So it turns all your little 1-1s into nice 3-3 beaters, which is always fun. And it looks like they're also running one Umori the Collector in mainboard as well. Help smooth things out. Other sapperling creators, we got four Yavimea sap herds. And then another buff, we got four Spore Crown Thalids. Each other creature you control, it's a fungus or a sapperling, gets plus one, plus one. And then to top it all off, to add on the drain effect from death, you have Poison Tip Archer. Whenever another creature dies, each opponent loses one life, which is a solid card. I love that card so much. And they're also running two Vindictive Vampires. So this deck definitely has potential. Definitely some upgrades that you could run in here. Right. I have a thought right off the bat. Just maybe a one of in the land section. Westvale Abbey. Ooh, yes. Since you're creating so many free tokens and you're sacking them, so then you're getting the drain effect off the death. Yep. And it turns into a giant oppressive flyer. Yeah, because that's... Five mana for 14 damage. I don't think any of your opponents is going to be living through that. Uh, Westvale Abbey is a land that taps to add colorless, and then it has five colorless tap, pay a life, and you create a 1-1 white and black human cleric creature token. And then it has five and tap, and you sacrifice five creatures, and then you transform Westvale Abbey, then untap it. And the backside of the transform card is Ormondal, Profane Prince. It's a legendary creature demon. 9-7, flying, lifelink, indestructible, and haste. Yes. Yes, many times yes. yes. And that's just a, a flavor win, I'd say. I'd put two of in there, just so you can see it more. I think that's a solid add. Yeah, you could totally do that. It's not like you're very color-hungry in this deck. No. No, you got a lot of single-color pips and stuff, so it's not bad. As we kind of alluded to earlier, as a free sack outlet, there's Woe Strider. Yes, there's definitely some upgrades that can happen in your sack outlets, whereas trying to get free sack outlets instead of having to sink mana into it so you can just keep keep on sacking. So with with you guys going on the whole sack outlet, I don't think this is what they were trying to do with this deck. I think this deck was built to be a stomp your face. Make a bunch of tokens, yeah. Make them big, make a lot, well, and just beat face. The, if if they if the they thing but is, here's though, the thing: if they were to die, it's one, two, three different sack outlets that they're running four of, and they're doubling up on death drain effects. The ability to go wide and do it is really good. It's like mm. it's a two for one, I so it's like down is what they're doing. Go wide, swing for five, drain for five. Like it's ten points of damage. It's really hard to really hard to overcome something like that. Mm. But I see why you want to say like with going wide, we got the tender shoot dryad. Yep. Well, who doesn't love free sapperlings? I mean, right. So it's go. It's to swing with all your sapperlings. Yeah, sure. You have your your death um, triggers. But I think that's what they're going for. Like, if you have Tender Shoot Dryad, you're getting Saplings every single turn. Every upkeep beginning. You're recuperating the ones that you just lost. So, 
you swing for five saplings and you have vampire out. They all die. Well, it deals five damage to them. Next turn, you start getting those saplings back. Like, I don't think this is what this person was truly going for. But I understand putting those free sack outlets in there to make it even better. But, I don't know. I think this deck goes more stompy face, traditional green. Just beat your face with little guys that become big. It does seem like it can do that. But the 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 reason why it can it can pivot so easily though. Mm. It can so go, it easily. can go either way. Yeah, cuz they're going more all in on the sack outlets versus the buffs. But I think that's again, they have the sack outlets, but it's more of the because that's how my sapling deck is set up. It's create a shit ton of saplings and you sack them to drain. You well, yeah. Fucking do a shit ton of damage to people and they just you you can't avoid it. No, I, I get that, but I think with this one, one again, it's it's a budget deck, per se. I don't know. I th- I think they're trying to go for the the sacking to be an alternative win, not the main win. Like your sapling deck is main win is sack. Whereas this one is, I think, just beat your face. But that's just me. And that's also how I play. Like, I'd just rather beat your face in. Other, unless I'm playing mono red, then it's non-combat damage. Well, then it's still beat your face and it should burn. <laughs> yeah, burn I, I'm, just, I'm just going to shock you for 14. But, I don't know. I'm just surprised that uh, one of the companions here is under a dollar. Well, it's a very constricting. It's staring at it, and I'm like, fifty nine cents. It's a very constricting companion. Like you're either gonna have an all creature deck, you're gonna have an all enchantment deck, an all instant deck, all sorcery deck, all planeswalker deck, like. You're pretty restricted with this com- companion, so it's. I saw a really good Umori deck that was uh, with with adventure creatures. Ooh, yeah! Because then you get the spells off them. I get that, but it again, creature side you're, of the card. you're just looking. You're, you're restricting yourself to a card type. Yeah. Like this, I, I think the best way for this deck to run would be, or this card to be, would be for creatures. Cause it's or really, artifacts. Well, because you, you can pivot off of artifact creatures. You could, but it's, it's a very limiting, limiting companion. So that's why it's only 59 cents. Restriction breeds creativity. Yes, it does. And that's where you're going to get all this crazy stuff. Mm hmm. No, I, I I agree with you. Biogenic ooze. Just scrolling through some creatures. Ooh, yeah. Green, green, three, two, two, ooze. When it ETBs, create a two, two, ooze. Beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each ooze you control. See, now that's something you'd want to go in in on if you wanted to do the whole go wide beat face strategy. Because that's oppressive as hell. 
that's a, that's a good payoff for sure. I think we I think we've made a good episode for the most part. Oh yeah. You all have anything you want to be saying? Thank you for listening. Keep on listening. Catch you guys next week. Hit See that ya. outro. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at, what, 5 a.m.? I'm just going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on where's work schedule. No, 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 not when we're going. Not when they're going to bed, because then we yeah, could be we the la- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep, or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't one want of the that. way. Either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make and them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Mm-hmm.